I mean, clearly I listen to my friends. Yeah, like we we mentioned it. Not only have we mentioned it several times on this pod, but each it. time you've been like, "Oh, I didn't know that." I, I believe it. it. It's totally winners. On the Bible thing, mm-hmm. I don't know if I asked you this already, but is there a more famous cuck than Joseph? Oh, yeah. He is a cuck, isn't he? <laughs> Definitely. And I put, um, did Jesus hate women because of his mom stepping out and gaslighting him and his father? <laughs> mm, right. <laughs> right? Being like, I didn't sleep with anyone. It was divine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I don't, I never understood that how that wasn't like a a logical leap that people made. Yeah. The immaculate conception. Yeah. Why is it not just like, who is this whore? She's like, she's clearly full of shit. Like was nobody in, in Joseph's life being like, dude, come on, a divine being fucked your wife or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think by the time Jesus was doing his thing, Joseph would have been, an old dude who probably didn't give a fuck anymore, right? Yeah, I wish I knew ages. But that like I I think there is something to that though. Like if you're <laughs> if you don't like women, you dedicate your life to being celebrate, telling hanging out with your best buds a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve single dudes like you, definitely not fucking each other, and walking around spreading your gospel. To push those feelings down. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Like, we see it a lot now, right? With, like, the homophobic preachers and stuff. It's like they're spending all their time and resources into their faith, right? And building mm-hmm. their faith and whatever. But what they're preaching, they it's, it's like, it's hating themselves, right? Just coming outwards. Yeah, right. The, um, the whole gay preacher thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's, uh... I think we talk about gay preachers too much on here. We've talked about it a lot, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand it, though. That's the thing. It's like, I, I can't presuppose a motivation for doing that. What's right? the closest What's the closest thing you've been deeply closeted on that took you for a while to be like... Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I was told I asked difficult questions yet again yeah. by a new person. They were like, <laughs> on this date, they were like... You ask difficult questions. I was like, I get that a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I ate basically a vegan diet for four years and like, I didn't want anyone to know mm. that I was eating a vegan diet. Because you didn't want to come across as like, Ooh, I'm better than you or because you just didn't want the shit. Yeah. Both of those. I, I didn't want it. I didn't want it to be a thing that people associated with me. I didn't want to answer any questions about it. And I did, yeah, I didn't want people to think that I was trying to be better than them. Are well. you still vegan? No, not anymore. Um, I'm I'm nowadays I'm more like reducitarian, which is uh, any any vegan listening to this would be like fuck you, right? Reducitarian's not a thing. But I mean, I the the so so my uh, logical leap was that for me it was it was a lot to do with the environment. Right. Like I was worried about the land use that animal agriculture Mm -hmm. 
um, causes all the CO2 emissions, that it causes deforestation, that sort of thing, right? And so I, I found out that a, that a big portion of, of the problematic uh, animal agriculture is beef, mm-hmm. right? If you just cut out beef and maybe pork too. I never really liked pork, so whatever. But like chicken's not nearly as bad as beef in terms of uh, land use and not CO2. Not nearly as good either. As, not nearly as tasty? Not even close. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, but Also, I, I would like to debate that. Like, it's a huge percentage thing. Mm. It's a huge percentage for animals and shit. But I don't think of all global emissions, it's that huge a number. Oh, uh... Um, towards greenhouse shit. It's it's pretty big, right? It's, it's more than... So, it's like 18%, right? Right, but... It, I think we've talked about this before, but like if the top 100 companies actually started using renewable resources, like yeah. it probably wouldn't be an issue. So there was a, a thing going around on the internet a while back that said that the 50% of carbon emissions or over 50% of carbon emissions were caused by the top 100 companies. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're referring to? Um, not specifically that, but okay, something like that. Because... That was complete bullshit. Oh, okay. Right? Like, the the companies on that list, a lot of them were fossil fuel producers, mm-hmm. right? Fossil fuel producers are not burning their own fossil fuels. They're selling it to other industries or individuals, yeah. right? So what that, what that article was saying, was trying to do, was pin it all on the producers, right? But it's... It's actually manufacturing. It's it's people driving cars. It's plastics. Mm-hmm. It's it's, it's steel production, yeah, right? Or or uh, cement production. Surprisingly, cement production Huge. is like super high, Huge. right? Um, so yeah, th- that there's an article that goes around about that. It's complete garbage. It's it shouldn't be taken seriously. Um, animal agriculture is 18% of uh, global greenhouse gas emissions, which doesn't seem that much, but transportation is 13%. Mm-hmm. So if, as an individual, if you want to make a positive step towards uh, global warming, you're better off giving up beef than giving up your car, mm. which is weird to say, but... Fair enough. Yeah, so... I don't, yeah, I don't, uh, I definitely don't know anything about anything. This is what, this is what I said last week about, I'm trying to say, I don't know more often. Oh yeah. This is the classic, like I literally have no, I don't actually have it back to your vegan thing. (laughs) The reason I don't want people to tell me they're vegan is because I just know myself. It's like, I'm not gonna be able to let it go. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. like, <laughs> if their health starts to decline at all, I'm like, hmm, wonder if that has anything to do with lacking, you know, amino acids or, <laughs> you know, shit like that. Yeah, well, I wish I wish that I was still vegan and we could get into all of that because... No, you destroy sure. me. I, I don't, have, I don't, I don't have any facts, but I just know my, it's something I like to tease people on, even if it's... I think it's because I had one roommate that was just doing a Soylent diet oh yeah, yeah he's the most unhealthy motherfucker i've ever seen in my life yeah well uh, you know His that body literally looked <laughs> like a 90 year olds and he was like 22 um that's that's actually a really good point that's something i didn't think about 
one of the other reasons why I didn't want people to know I was vegan was because I was so unhealthy for other reasons. <laughs> um, but I, I looked unhealthy and I was like, I don't want people to think that this is because that's part of the pressure, isn't it? Yeah. Cause like yeah. I always see so many vegans being like, you can get this body as right. a vegan. I've, I've never been like, I'm a fat vegan. I never see I'm a fat vegan. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would, I think it's actually pretty difficult to be overweight if you're vegan, yeah. right? Vegetarians can get overweight pretty hmm. easily, but vegan, I mean, it's changing more and more with all the fat vegans are feeling called out now. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hey, listen, <laughs> one thing I'll say is that if you're, if you're vegan and you're fat, kudos to you, that's an accomplishment, <laughs> right? Good job. Right. Cause I couldn't do it. I, I, I struggled to get like 2000 calories every day. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. Like what, you know, beans and rice, it just, it never added up to enough, right? Mm -hmm. So however they're doing it, I'm, I'm impressed, right? I, man, I definitely, I think I would like to, I wish I knew how to track calories. I would like to track calories just to see how many calories I actually put in my body yeah, every yeah. day. I bet it's well below the recommended. Yeah, like I, I think someone told me like I'm supposed to have like 2,700 for my body type or yeah, height or some that, shit like that. That sounds right. Yeah. I was like 2,700. That's, that's a lot of, that's a lot more than two meals a day. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's what I've heard too. Um, it like I have, I have a Fitbit, right. And on my Fitbit, it gives me an estimation of how many calories I'm burning. Right. And it's like, if I plug into, there's a app, I think it's called nutrition data. If I plug in to that what I eat in a day and I compare that with this thing, actually, you can actually sync the two together so mm -hmm. it does it for you automatically. It's like I should have died of starvation <laughs> long ago, right? Because of the extreme calorie deficit that I seem to be in every yeah. day, right? Yeah. So I, I just, I don't think it's very accurate. Yeah. I, I'm always skeptical of all those. I, we, we've talked about ones like Whoop before. It's yeah. like, would that actually benefit me or not? You know, like I just don't understand if I was paying attention all the time, a, if it's accurate enough to believe, yeah. right. But also does it start to fuck with my brain? Like I have to go to sleep. I have to go to sleep because I know if I don't get eight hours, it's not going to give me a blue check marker. Yeah. Well, like um, I would say at the very least the calorie counters, they're not for us right? We're two skinny dudes, right? Calorie counters are for predominantly women, predominantly women who are trying to lose weight, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the people that have the motivation to enter in every single thing they're eating into a, an app, right? For us, it, we just don't care that much, right? We don't have the motivation. But don't you right? think that's a detrimental approach? Like that, that's, that's what I kind of, I always think like, there's got to be some room for just saying, like, not starve yourself, but like some form of intermittent. Like, like that's basically I've talked about before. That's basically what I do, right? Like, it's yeah. it's it's not planned, but it just happens where I don't eat for like 16 hours or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, in my completely uneducated, uninformed opinion. Fasting is so much better than dieting, right? In every sense. Well, what's the difference? Well, so fasting, you're going for a period 
a, a specified amount of time with eating nothing, mm-hmm. right? Except for water and maybe black tea or coffee, right? Um, uh, dieting is you're restricting either calories or a specific macronutrient, like you're eating less fat or sugar oh, or right. something, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm on board with it. Because I, I, I've always thought that's that would be the better way to go about it is like, we're always going to go back to the thing that we fucking love, generally speaking, right? So if you're yeah. trying to cut out Snickers bars, I think you'd be better served just like saying, I get a Snickers every Monday right? and it's after my 20-hour fast or something like that. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like um, for, for it, sometimes I feel like I want to be overweight just so I can take full advantage of fasting. Like I can do those like seven day water fasts or something because there's so many health benefits to it that um, go beyond just losing weight. Like you grow new, like it, it increases uh, brain derived nootropic factor in your brain. So you're growing new. This isn't like just some Joe Rogan info? No, no, no. This is all science <laughs> okay. stuff. Okay. In, in my, in my, the, the extent to which I yeah. know this stuff, I'm not an expert, right? I talk no, way I, too much about stuff that i'm not an expert no, in but, no. but i just mean like this isn't just like out of hand like you grow neuro new no, neural no, pathways no. after three hours this and, isn't bro science yeah, yeah this is this is actual studies like i i actually just did a 24-hour fast um yesterday actually and and whenever i do a fast i just read scientific journals about <laughs> fasting just to convince to remind myself why I'm doing it, right? That that would be that's such a different approach than <laughs> I would take. Mine would for sure be get into something so addictive that I don't think about the fact I'm fasting. Like oh, this yeah. is the time to play a, a new game or something, you know? Yeah, no, I need I need like the cognitive bias reminding me why this is a good thing kind mm-hmm. of thing. So yeah. I was thinking that question I asked you about like, what's the longest uh, thing you didn't tell anybody about? I used to never tell women that I played video games ever because it's such an adverse reaction to most women, right? They're like, this guy cannot be my type of guy if he games or whatever. I'm like, right. But you do understand that like 90% of guys play some form of game. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so presumably there's some guys in there that are going to match up with you. I think what, I think the thing is they get this idea that you're going to play them at the detriment of their life. Yeah. You're a gamer, right? And you're just going to sit around playing games all the time. Yeah. Just no, I don't want to go out Friday with you because I, I'm, that's when I play games with my friends or. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, I've thought a lot about that in the context of internet dating. Right. It's like you wouldn't put in your hobbies video games on a dating profile, mm-hmm. right? If you did, then that means that video games are such a huge part of your life that you would be that person who... No, you see, that's what I'm saying. I do now put it on there. Yeah, so that's... Because I don't, I don't want to be under the fear that they're going to find this out about me and then they're going to be like, oh... You actually like video games? It's like, yeah, 
I like video games. Yeah, but but like you said, ninety percent of guys are into video games. Mm-hmm. It it really should be at this point. The it should be the men who aren't into video games be the ones that are saying something, right? Like I don't like video games. Yeah, because it's it's so much more noteworthy yeah. to not be into video games than to be into them, right? But that's one of the that's one of the reasons, like I. Like this person, for example, I can't wait to ask them, like, what, what is it about video game? Like what, like, I always want to know what their psychology is around it. Cause it, it's never the same reason. So like, sometimes it's because an ex constantly played them and yeah. that was the focus of their life. Like they literally would get home from work, just play them till they go to sleep, whatever. Never thought of them. Sure. Fine. Other people, it just, it can come out of like thin air, just like, I don't know, I just don't like them. And you're like, well, why? Like, Yeah, but it's also, it's also, it's not unique or interesting when a guy says that he's into video games, right? Because all, so many guys are, it's like, we had a, we had a conversation before about uh, women that are into traveling, right literally every woman but yeah yeah that's the thing it's like if you go to a dating profile and you see a woman that says she's into traveling yeah it's like it's not like you don't like i'm i enjoy traveling to to a certain amount but it's just like it's so it's so bland and uninteresting to see a woman put that on her profile yeah. Right. And I, I feel like video games is like the male equivalent of that. Oh, I, I, do, I don't disagree, but I'm saying for myself, that was something that I always hid, mm. like constantly hid, you know, and I just, for me, hiding anything feels terrible. Yeah. So that's why I put it on there is because I just don't, I don't even want to be engaging with someone that might judge me to the point that they're like, let's throw everything about this person because he plays video games. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, that's fair. I, I'm, that's cool. Cause uh, I, I don't, I don't like wasting my time. So it's like, I'm, that's why this time around, I'm definitely just trying to put everything out there with people. Yeah. You know? Cause yeah. it's just kind of like, I don't, I don't want to get into something that's like five months in again, where I'm like, Oh, having the realization like, Oh, this person doesn't actually like know me. I've just presented who I am. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like I play video games um, and sometimes like a a video game will like just get get its hooks into me and Mm -hmm. I'll play a ton of it. Right. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't in no sense would I think that video games is a hobby of mine. I mean, I guess it is, but I just it just seems just so like it's like watching TV or something. Yeah. Like I wouldn't call watching TV a hobby. No, I, mean, I do a ton of it. I do hours of it yeah. daily, right? Yeah, no, I see. That's the thing. I wouldn't consider it a hobby either. Mm. That's why I'm saying like I don't need to do this hobby. Like if this, like if this person was like, I'd rather hang out with you than you play video games. It's like great. Let's right. do that. Right. I'll, I'll choose that every time. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like it's not a hobby for me. I don't. I honestly, I talked about this before, but like. I don't think I have hobbies like, Mm. and this is something that's I've realized is kind of a, this is why I'm trying to figure it out this year because it's definitely a, it's apparently a trauma response to not have hobbies. Really? Yeah. Like you're just into what other people are into or you just do what you think you should be doing or like, yeah, Yeah. it's not, I don't know. Like for, 
I've wanted to go fishing for years, mm. right? Right. But I also know that like, <laughs> back to dating, it's like, you know how girls always make fun of the fact that guys have fishing pictures and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. I would never have a fishing picture, but I interpreted that as like, if you fish, it's a look down upon like thing by yeah. women. And so yeah. I just never went out to do it. And I think that is like a weird trauma thing to be like wanting to avoid being judged for something I do, which is again, why I put video games on my thing because it's like, if you're going to judge me about that, I don't want to be with you. It's how my brain escapes without having to get fucked up on alcohol or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. it's just a different substance to escape. It's like how you read books. I can't read books and escape in the way you do. It's yeah. not active enough for me. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good explanation for it. I, I think it's, I, I, I would never, I've never thought of the idea of hiding that I play video games, but I've also never felt it was wanting mention. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's like, I like, maybe that's one of the fears, honestly, is that you'll talk to someone about this game. Yeah. I would never talk to a girl about a game unless she was into the game. Right. Do you know right. what I mean? Like it just, it wouldn't happen. Um, but I, I like, so I usually use OkCupid okay when I'm on there and they have mm. this question that's like, could you date someone that plays more than two hours of video game a week? Oh yeah. Right. Every woman puts no. Right. And so I'm like, in my head when they, they match with me, I'm like, why did you match with me? Wait, 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 two hours a week? <laughs> yeah. Or not two hours a day? No, it's like it's two hours a week. And they and they say they say no. Like that's insane. And two I'm hours like, a week. I'm like <laughs> almost certainly you played more Candy Crush on your phone. Yeah, yeah. Than I maybe played any kind of video games this week. Like, true, true. Just because I'm into video gaming doesn't mean I automatically play it fifty hours a week or whatever. Yeah. I also the the funny thing to me is always like, you know, I've got this belief that women really care about what you do and whatever. It's like if you were pulling in six figures playing video games, suddenly they don't care that you're playing video games. Totally. You totally. have a fancy ass life all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, you don't fit the mold of what I thought a gamer is, which is like a, a guy in his parents' basement, you know? Yeah. That like yeah. never bathes and shit like that. I don't know. <sighs> there is that part of me always part of me always thinks like i should just start streaming stuff see what happens it's like why why haven't i done that you know yeah like, you should if you're yeah. if you're already doing stuff that you know other people watch i don't know this goes back to like the same reason that our podcast is not public hmm. i think it's just it's a fear thing it's like i don't want to be on camera and shit like that and also like the fear of being swatted is a pretty big deal. But like that doesn't happen that You don't much. think so? It's it's not it doesn't happen to like why would that why would that happen to a random YouTube streamer or or Twitch streamer who's uh playing CS:GO, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it has been overhyped. I don't know. But it, it is like it's I mean, that's a thing that legitimately freaks me out is like someone finding my IP and stalking my house or making me move or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't like any of that kind of. Yeah. 
thought in general. Yeah, that stuff does not. I think because like I've been on the internet so so much, and I just realized like how little people care about me, just because I am so like I'm such a stereotype, right? Like, oh, you're a white dude on the internet. Mm-hmm. So is every other person out there, right? Like, right. You, I just blend into the background right yeah oh you're you're kind of a little nerdy yeah so what right right what is as soon as you're like an, an archetype that isn't meant to be like isn't in that space that's when you stand out that's when you have to worry right. about what what are the wrong people going to to do when they see you there, right. right i wonder yeah and i wonder how much my my view has been colored because i had a particular terrible incident with facebook marketplace oh yeah where two guys like showed up to the place that i was selling the item from which was my brother's house and they were really dicks about it and yeah. just started like lowball offering and saying i had misrepresented the product and misrepresented myself online and were like talking shit in this big forum like yeah, to yeah. thousands of people and i was like what the fuck I, like I, I remember calling my brother and being like just tell him to get the fuck out of your house and i'm super sorry about that yeah, well, I mean, that's, I mean, first of all, that's Facebook. And second of all, that's regarding, you know, business transactions. That's a totally different thing compared to yeah, streaming but I think, a video Yeah, but it gave game. me that idea of like how a few people can just totally skew your image to thousands of other people. And then that mob mentality can take over. Like it just triggered something in me that's just like if someone doxed you or whatever... Yeah, and puts yeah. out a misinformation campaign about you. There's still, even if you corrected it several times, there's still thousands of people that are going to believe the original. Oh yeah, totally. But I mean, you have there has to be a motivation for them to do that. Like at somebody's knock, like the like when you talk about video game streamers online, mm-hmm. there's hundreds of thousands of people yeah. that do that. There has to be a reason why they would target you, right? Oh, I rationally, I know you're right. I know it's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. I'm just telling you, my mind is like, I will be the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it will be the unreasonable response to something I say or do. And yeah, some excessive over the top thing happens. Yeah, that's fair. I am. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I had this idea the other, the other week that, do you think you could be a, f- a f- like a professor of anything? Like, uh, do you think you could teach a class about anything? Like, do, do you, you're asking if I currently know um, enough about a particular subject to, to to be able to teach a class on it? Well, like, I mean, what brought what prompted this was like, it's alarming to me how many people see TikToks mm. as real. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll scroll for days on the comments, and people are reacting to these things as if it really happened. And I'm like, it's 100% fake. So, like, I like I feel like I could teach a course on spotting fakes and real and what to look for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because people seem fucking terrible at it. It's yeah. like, you think those two people just met right now? It's like, no. She didn't just walk up to a stranger in New York and fucking spin him around and kiss him. Like, mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. they absolutely know each other. And everyone was like, this is an amazing move. I can't believe she did that. And it's like, are you fucking 
The, yeah, well, that would be a really good service to provide. I think that's referred to as media literacy. Is that what it is? Yeah, where it's just like, don't believe everything you see online, right? Right. Like, there's a lot of people that would really benefit from that kind of knowledge. And most of them are boomers, but there's probably people in our generation. I don't as think there's well. many boomers on TikTok. No, there's not. But like, that's what makes me concerned is that it seems like young people are getting yeah, fooled by well, shit. I mean, I mean, young people are stupid, right? I mean, they're not. <laughs> they're not stupid in the sense of like. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> when is your drug thinks kids are stupid? <laughs> they're not. They're not stupid in the sense of like they have no potential. Yeah. But they don't have. They haven't learned enough. Right. Right. We we kind of talked about this before that like thankfully we had the progression with technology yes. right and so yeah. like we got to see fakes get better and like there's definitely fakes now that are like holy shit like that that got me yeah and that's always surprising to me but like more often than not it seems like a very obvious i think you're right though it probably is like young people and hopefully as they get older they get better at spotting the the, for sure they will yeah yeah absolutely um i, I don't know what i remember to answer your question, I I remember at one point, it, it, like I was, I think I was still in high school, and I read uh, Richard Dawkins' book, The Selfish Gene, right? And in that, that book, that's where he coined the term meme, right? Mm. Um, so I read that book, and I became obsessed with memes. And, the, and this was... Like the word meme was like not known yeah. to the general population at that, that time. Right. And so I got online and I started to get into these forums where people were discussing memes and like, we got like super nerdy with it. Right. Like we were talking about sort of the evolutionary mechanisms of how memes would and all of this stuff. And it's like, at one point I was sitting there and I was like, just like completely addicted to like these forums and I was like, how much have I, do I know about memes right now? Like, am I an expert on this stuff? Right. Yeah. And, and like potentially at that point I could have actually, you still could, class. you still could. Cause there, I mean, there's TikToks that are called know your meme. Yeah. Right? And yeah. They just show you, they, well, yeah, but there that's, that's basically like, it's like a collection of memes, right? It's no, they talk about ones that proliferate in society it's like where it began yeah yeah like they're yeah like they're they're showing a specific meme yeah we were discussing like how like a science of memetics right Right. like how can you apply like evolutionary algorithms to memes and like do they do they evolve um in like the big thing was like are is there evolution lamarckian which you i'm sure means nothing to you but that was a big topic that we were discussing and it's like what is the the structure of a meme like we would talk about stuff like that right yeah so it's it's not something anyone would really care about nowadays i well i i mean i don't know i don't understand like we've seen we've seen companies start to use memes right Mm But like, when are we going to see governments start to use memes to get people to go get COVID shots? Shit like that. Yeah, well, we, I mean, that's, I, I don't know about COVID, but governments do use memes. But no one's using them very effectively, is what I'm saying right now. Oh, that, that, no, that's not true. You don't think so? Oh, for sure, governments have whole departments where they take over 
Facebook accounts and Instagram accounts and start posting like pro-Trump stuff. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not doubting that Russians and the Chinese and stuff yeah, are doing yeah. that. I'm saying like our own governments, why are they not embracing it to get messages that they need out there, out there? Yeah, so... Like don't do a fucking gender reveal party. Right, shit like that. Right, yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying. Like the, the government organizations that are using memes are intelligence organizations. Mm-hmm. It's not the same people that are... It's not the public health no. departments. Yes, you're right. They should, for the greater good, be employing these same tactics. But yeah, they're not. I just, I wonder why they're not. Like, I, I totally understand why other countries are using them to yeah. disseminate, you know. Right. Black <laughs> ops fighting. operations and stuff Yeah, like that. I mean, it's genius. I, I bet we're getting ass kicked in that arena. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I think Russia and them have been doing it for years, like, since the internet started, so... Yeah, they were probably reading our forums and learning how to do it. Yeah. Like Well, that's the craziest thing I read like if I you said you post on like YouTube comments and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would say the rare times that I ever have within like I don't know, 10 to 15 seconds if you have an opinion on something, someone will write something that's just like, "No, you're a fucking idiot." Oh, yeah something and it's like part of your brain goes like you want to argue with that like i get yeah that it's like getting you to interact in a negative way and just continue that but it's like i knew that was a bot right like i like almost always a bot when there's no what what do you mean i don't i don't understand like it's these certain accounts like these certain youtube accounts just have like a letter they don't have any they've never posted anywhere else ever Okay. And they, it, it just, it'll immediately comment under your comment on and certain they'll, videos. they'll tell you that you're an idiot. Yeah. Oh, I haven't never seen that. Maybe it's just the type of like, because I think it was mostly like on places like The Daily Show, for example. Like oh, if yeah. you posted comments there, people would, like somebody would immediately say your position's wrong or like, you don't know what that's, you're talking about. That's a really good idea. Because yeah, that would really, like people reading that would see what you wrote. Yeah see someone else responded to say you're an idiot and not even think to themselves anything other than completely dismissing your comment. Yeah. Yeah, Well, that's that's the thing. Like I, like I remember hearing about the, you know, what the Russians were trying to do in the, in the 2016 election. And it was stuff like that, pitting people, like getting people more entrenched in their sides. Right. So like if I have this idea, it's like, Oh, it's just an idea. But now that this guy is shitting on it, I'm like doubling down on telling him why he's a moron. Yeah. And like everyone's getting, again, like more entrenched in their views, less likely to, we, and I think it also trains us to expect attack. So if you're going to share an idea, you're going to get attacked on it. Not necessarily, you're going to have a discussion about it and you're going to try to learn stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you feel like. Well, they're, they're even more sophisticated than that. Like the whole QAnon thing was started. Like the, the Trump administration was a, completely a part of the whole QAnon conspiracy, right? Mm-hmm. Like they were, I mean, there was a doc, documentary that came out, um, which they showed the people that were behind it. And they even got into like a conference call where he was talking with members of the Trump administration. So it's the Is links that the one they there. released. Do you remember them releasing like a really controversial phone call that Trump had where he was trying to get them to, I think he was trying to get them to find ballots 
Uh, I'm not familiar with that. Like, I, I like when he was wanting the recount or whatever. Anyways, I always wondered, like, how did someone get on that? Or, like, who, who released that conference call? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that, that sort of thing. Like, you know, Trump comes out and claims the election was stolen, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, that's obviously bullshit. But all these people are believing it. And it's like, why are they believing it? Um, it's because his administration has tentacles all through the areas of the internet where these people congregate right kind of like um reinforcing these ideas right so yeah they it's i mean you say one thing about trump as much as he's an idiot right his administration has innovated a lot in like propaganda and and mass control tactics right yeah did he though, or did the Russians? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe he got it from the Russians. I don't know. I feel but. like the Russians are more in charge. Like I really, that's the that's probably one of those conspiracy theories that I do actually believe in because it's so plausible. Yeah, is that Putin and them actually have a tape on Trump that he really doesn't want out there? Maybe, maybe. Like because yeah. he has had you know many visits to Ukraine and whatever or Russia, I should say. Yeah. It would be interesting to, to like piece through all of that stuff and yeah. understand what his relationship is with Russia. I, like, I know, I know, I know. There's documented facts that like he went to Russia and like they did send him like hookers and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And so it's, that's why I'm saying it's like it's plausible for sure that there's this like P tape out there that he really doesn't want out there and whatever. Yeah, but I feel like he would he would just roll with it. If it came out, he'd be like, yeah, they were into it. I was into it, you know, like that's, yeah. that was his thing, right? He, his supporters loved that he was like a straight talker or whatever. Right. But right? he also knows they're, they're still 89% evangelicals. And like when it comes to the like yeah. sex line, it's like, it's a slightly different thing as a Republican. You have to pretend you're this uptight like that's how he got their vote, right? Like he, like when yeah. he was campaigning and shit, he's like, you know, I'm a good Christian man or whatever. It's like, what are you talking? What about? he was? No, I, absolutely. I, I just remember like the grabbing pander- him in the pussy and stuff no, like that. No, but that's the thing. It, like his pandering and shit worked. Like like evangelicals and stuff still supported him 89 percent after the pussy tape thing came out. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just like, no, I'm a good. I'm a, look at my healthy sons and daughters and did all the classic like Republican. Look at, like it's that weird you don't actually have to live it you just have to say shit yeah see i i remember seeing like mega folks saying like all politicians are full of shit mm-hmm. trump is one of the one of the few that he's just airing his dirty laundry to everyone mm-hmm. like they liked the fact that he had all of these tapes and he said all of these things that the nor- a normal politician would suppress, whereas he was just saying it out on Twitter, on whatever, mm. right? That's what they liked about him. Yeah. So I, I mean, I I didn't really think about the sort of the the Christian right. That I don't understand why they were into <laughs> Trump at all, but yeah. Uh, money, money's right. why. It's this, it's the same reason anybody else is. It's like oh, they're he's gonna be good for money. It's better than the Democrats. Yeah, yeah. We can that. have our mega churches and not pay tax still. Yeah. He's not going to move on that. 
I, oh man, just this brief discussion, I'm reminded, like, I'm so glad Trump is out. Gone. Yeah. Like, period. Just out of the news cycle. Like, not... He doesn't... Nobody's fucking quote tweeting him. Nobody's right. talking about... Sh- like, I just... I saw, like, a, a... I think it was a TikTok where someone had used him in a funny way, but I was just like, I don't even want to see him anymore. I like, know. It's just I like... Know. I don't care. It's like, I hope we never, ever mention him after this, like... Ne- He's definitely going to run again. <laughs> yeah, well, I used to watch. There was this That's YouTuber. Why they impeached him? Um, there was this YouTuber called uh, I think his name was David Pakman, um, and I used to watch him a lot during from 2016, 2016 on, right? Um, and since Trump has lost the election, it's like he doesn't have any content anymore, right? Like, so he's still following Trump, mm-hmm. and I like I I have him subscribed, and I tried to watch. And I was just like, God, I don't care anymore. Yeah. What he can't, he's not in a position to do anything of substance. So Trump wasn't wrong about that one. He's like, he did say like, you guys need me Mm. media, whatever. Yeah. Truly all the numbers have dropped off significantly. Like we don't give a shit what's going on really. Yeah. Well, we should be, we should be, um, criticizing the Biden administration. Like we shouldn't have like these like partisan media people that will talk shit about the other side and not about their own camp. Right. Mm -hmm. Like those same people like David Pakman should be speaking up against the stuff that, you know, Biden is doing. Oh, for sure. But I I think it is just that thing of like we elected Sleepy Joe because we don't ever want to fucking pay attention to politics again. We want to go back to how it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Did you hear that they're fucking up California? No. Why, what's oh, going on my there? word. I, like I said, it is harder for me to not pay attention to the states than it is to not watch porn. So, like, <laughs> this stuff just gets into my brain. Anyways, Gavin Newsom, they finally had, like, he's their governor. Mm. I think it's 1.7 million Republicans, like, registered Republicans, uh, put it, like, that was the number they needed to get a recall to happen. Okay. And so now they're, they're recalling the governor and be just because of how the form is like ballot, like, you know how they get to basically vote on individual stuff there. Right. Yeah. So like the first question is, do you want to, do you want to recall the governor? And the second one is, uh, if so, who kind of thing? I don't understand what does recalling mean in the context of the governor. So like was that like impeachment or Yeah. Basically it's like we don't like this guy. We don't like any of the policies he's been doing. Homeless people have been off the charts and he's done nothing about that. Okay. Like yeah. basically like yeah, recalling his election because he's done such a poor job. And so it's like this is like putting someone else new in. And so basically it's like the Democrats are worried because their game plan was to tell everybody to say no on the first question, mm. but to not have a secondary candidate. So like there's technically like 20 candidates, whatever. Yeah. But they're just hoping this works out that enough Democrats are going to show up to vote in this election. So that's the other problem is like Republicans are, it's like considered 90% engagement on this issue as in they're going to show up in droves to vote out Newsom, right? Because they can swing this 
they can swing the whole state to being Republican. Because what happens is if, if everyone votes yes on that first one and then votes this, whoever this Republican dude is, that's challenging yeah. in that guy gets to then pick the Senate seat as well. And so this, the Democrats for the millionth time will have fucked up their majority in the, in the Senate. I, I don't understand how this is constitutionally valid. How do you just put a proposition on? Because that's the, the way California works. Yeah, but you can you can you put a proposition that will actually cancel the term of a someone who is democratically elected? Yeah, like so that's crazy. To if me. you if you get enough votes, you get a recount, like a recall. Like you can, it's it, it's not a new election. It's yeah. not saying we're gonna do a new election coming up in six months to figure out the new guy. Right. It's just a, we don't like this guy who's available. That there's something's not right there. There's, it can't, that can't look it up. It's so stupid. It is as stupid as you think it is. Yeah. And so it's like less than 17% of the people of California will be like deciding this vote because historically they haven't had more than an 18% turnout for any of these kind of, yeah. prop votes right. so that's why they're saying this is a big issue that fucking all these republicans really care about this and will show up yeah. whereas you're asking democrats to like take a day off to go vote on this one issue yeah, that's that they don't up. give a shit about Crazy fucked up. but yeah i mean to me the wildest thing was just learning that secondary piece is that if you get the governor in he can choose who the senator is and like the current senator for california is like i forget her name but she has like health issues it's kind of like a ruth ruth bader ginsburg situation where yeah. like she won't step aside but like democrats and stuff are like fucking step aside or you know something but like that. i mean you can't like if they're allowing a someone to be put into the position of governor through just a proposition and not a full-on election mm-hmm. it's like they're that's like that's a, a problem for democracy. Like that is a, a breakdown of the whole system. Yeah. Right. Like I'm actually very in supportive of direct democracy in general, but if you have a representative democracy, you got to follow the, the process, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just slip in your guy when, when the, the, uh, ratings are super low for the other guy and just go oh here let's just swap them out that, that's incredibly stupid i know it is incredibly stupid and i won't put the burden of proof on you i'll actually try to look this up this week oh yeah, yeah. but i'm <laughs> confident that i'm not wrong about this that they could possibly end up with a republican governor just because of people yeah not I'll, answering I'll in the in, correct way i'm gonna be looking into that too because that's crazy yeah. I mean, I could see impeachment, like putting impeachment as a as a proposition. Mm-hmm. That that would make a lot of sense. But yeah, then you have a whole other election. Yeah, it's right? not an impeachment. It's definitely not impeachment. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, to me, it, it, <laughs> nothing in the state surprises me. Mm. Like when I hear about all these weird laws or or weird election things that can happen, I'm just like, yeah, people can just pay for shit down there. So I don't know. Yeah, it allows for weird rules. Yeah, it is. It is kind of like how did they? How did like why is one point seven million the trigger amount on a petition there? 
like that was probably voted on at some point. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? What about that? Like Democrats must have been like, they'll never get 1.7. Let's vote it to 1.7 and then we'll, we'll, this will never happen. And then it's like Mm. now in 2021 when everyone's super partisan, it's like, oh, they actually fucking mobilized and did it. Like we didn't expect that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any self-contempt? Self-contempt. Or self-hatred that you have to deal with? Um, hmm, yeah, I'm sure I do. There's got to be something boiling around in there. I like, <laughs> but not on a regular basis. I, I'm pretty lazy, that bothers me a lot. Lazy in what way? Like, I just don't do anything, <laughs> right? Like, I for a long time, I was, uh, I've had a lot of insomnia, and so I was like, you know, the the reason why I just sit around in the evenings and I, I don't do anything is cause I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I got medication to deal with my insomnia and I'm still sitting around doing nothing mm-hmm. all the time. Right. But is it okay. So this is, this is like that. Okay. Cupid, um, question, uh, or questions that I was asking you. One of them is, uh, are you lazy or do you just not care? No, I'm lazy. I care. A you lot. legit think you're lazy. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because hmm. I, 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 I never identify like that. I've never identified as lazy, but I definitely don't care about stuff. Well, like, what is the definition of lazy, right? Lazy is like, uh, I mean, I always use the benchmark of work, right? Yeah. So, like, one of the reasons I never got fired is because I wasn't lazy. Right. Like, lots of lazy people got fired. Those were people that were okay with like walking slowly or like knowingly, maybe not knowingly, maybe it is just their temperament, but like there was people that knew or were keenly aware they were on company time and therefore they should waste company time. Mm, Right. Right? So like that to me is lazy because like I couldn't do that in general. Or if I did, it didn't last long. Like me and my brother, once we realized that we needed to work at BP till 5 p.m., yeah. I think we quit within like two weeks because we just couldn't sit there for six hours not doing anything. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm lazy. I like uh, for me, it's like I'm driven by. It, it's a very much an ADHD type thing. I'm not saying I have ADHD, but I'm not saying I'm, I don't have it either. Um, because I'm driven a lot by novelty, right? Mm. Or challenge. Like if, if I'm at work and it's something that's very challenging for me to do, like it's something I haven't tried to do before and it requires skills that I haven't really applied, I I have boundless energy for that. But it, But a lot of the stuff that I do at work, it's like it's so hard for me to stay focused and do it. And a lot of times I just sit around reading the internet or commenting <laughs> on YouTube videos or something, right? <laughs> like it bothers me that I, cause I could do so much more, yeah. right? But I don't, right? Interesting. And that's, that's where my self hate. At work specifically from. or at home too? At home too. Like yeah. what would you rather be doing at home or like what would you want to do at home that you're not doing right now? Oh, I have lots of hobbies and stuff that i could engage like in. what i know about cycling what else cycling you know i've talked about 
sort of artistic endeavors that I've really? done. Yeah. I mean, well, clearly I listen to my friends. Yeah. Like we, we've mentioned it. Not only have we mentioned it several times on this pod, but each it. time you've been like, Oh, I didn't know that. I, I believe it. it. It's totally, I I've really learned one of the, one of the things of like, I'm actually learning about ADHD and stuff because of getting yeah. diagnosed. Right. I, I kind of had one perception of what it was, but it mostly makes sense in how short-term memory is quite a difficult. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to like draw or paint something and actually give it to you. <laughs> yeah. So you can Great put it idea. up on your wall so you don't <laughs> forget. Great idea. Um can always use more art. There you go. I'll uh, pay you. But I'm probably too lazy to do that, right? Um yeah, so what would motivate you to do it? Um I don't know. Would getting paid motivate you to do it? Well, clearly not, because I don't do <laughs> I don't work as hard as I should at my job, right? No, but on painting, for example, like your hobby. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I th- I think it. W- I'd, I need to like, um, oh, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough one to unpack that. Like it's a pretty compl- complex, uh, emotional system for me to understand. Like why, why is it that I, I can't do this or that or i lack the motivation it's it's that's a tough one right Hmm. yeah um i was gonna i was gonna that actually transitions into another question i had um which was do you worry about getting paid for something that's like fun for you or a hobby Mm, right like this is something i always debated was like if if like I had a partner that wanted to like do stuff online with me and we sell our shit on Pornhub or whatever. Yeah. Would I actually like doing that or would it fuck up sex for me? You know what I mean? Like I, I think I always worry about corrupting whatever the, you know how they always say like do something you love or whatever and get paid for it. I'm like, I, I don't know if I want to make that trade off with most things that I like. Yeah. Like I, I was really into uh, programming, right? Like I super enjoyed it until I got, I did it for a living. And now I almost never do it outside of work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you, I know what you're saying. I know the, uh, the fear, but one thing I'll say is it's still better. Right. If it's something you really enjoy and you're passionate about it yeah. and you manage to make it into something, a living out of it. Yeah. It's going to make it suck more. It's not going to be as fun, as much fun anymore, but it's going to be so much better than any other job that no, you'll end up doing, right? I know, but this is like back to the video games thing. It's like maybe that's one reason I've never done it is because I don't want it to become a chore to play games, right? Because it is my escape sometimes, yeah, yeah. right? And so it's if I had to make it my job, it'd be instead of being like, oh, I'm excited to try Red Dead tomorrow. It's like, fuck, I have to start a new game. Like, I have to start a new game tomorrow and I have to... Yeah, yeah. But you're still going to... If you really enjoy video games that much, you're. it's still going to be better than going to work at uh, Home Depot or yeah, something like that, right? I know it is. But it but it, it would be ruining one of the only joys I consider currently. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, 
but yeah there's got to be other things to enjoy though right in in life well for you right oh there's for sure more outside of video games yeah yeah no i'm not saying video games are the only thing i'm just saying they are clearly a big part of like yeah and and what what i'm saying is even if they were the only thing and you made that your your job you could easily find something else to enjoy right like you yeah oh i want to try brewing craft beers or something yeah right for sure no there's there's definitely there'd be it's like anything else there'd be trade-offs for sure yeah but i just yeah there's some there's some weird panic inside me about trading anything i like in in for money i just don't i don't modifying it right yeah i just i just because i i also know that i have a little bit of like that little bit of that OCD brain in the sense that once I'm focused on something, it's hard. It would be hard for me to be like, Oh, I'm just gaming with my friends. Yeah. I'd be thinking, Oh, I should be figuring asking these guys if we can put this online. Like, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't be able to keep whatever activities that were separate. True. So like, right. for, for, like if again, back to fucking, it's like, if we're fucking, I'd be like, why aren't we recording this? Right. We might be able to make, like ten thousand dollars off this yeah yeah so that's what i mean by it getting corrupted and it just like i wouldn't i that just freaks me out something about that freaks me out yeah i mean it it does definitely happen but i mean it also can elevate it too right like are our conversations better now that we're recording them than they were like say when we would go for walks or are they worse? Let me ask you. I don't know. They've always been good to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I believe that we, we are better conversationalists in general. Because, On the podcast? No, just like, I don't know how you feel, um, but now when I'm talking to other people, it's like my thoughts are more, they flow in a more structured way mm. because of this exercise that we've been doing, mm. right? All right. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's changed the structure, but I definitely ask quite, I ask, I've talked about this before, but like I often have an issue of asking people questions. I don't give a shit about hearing oh, the yeah. answer. Yeah. This has helped me come up with better questions that there I actually go, enjoy exactly. hearing. But I, w- I would say the biggest transformation is for sure. I don't think I interrupt people as much. I think that's mm. because I have more friends like you now where the, it's not about interrupting. Oh yeah. Like interrupting friendships work, right? Like that's the thing. It's like interrupting only is rude or whatever. If both parties aren't doing it. Yeah. True. To to me anyway. And like to other ENFPs, like we're so used to fucking interrupting each other. It's not like a personal slight most of the time. Yeah. Like if we're really opening up, we want someone else to listen in that brief moment or whatever it might, but in general, it's like we're ready to just, you can cut me off. We can start going this direction, this direction. There's no like bringing it back to my point. Like that doesn't happen with ENFPs. Really? No. Oh, man. I'd When someone interrupts me, that is one of my <laughs> pet peeves. No, I just know. Like, ah. And I like I actively have to curb like yeah, constantly yeah. When, when I'm talking to people like yourself because it's like I usually am trained into the I won't. A, I won't get a word in if I don't interrupt this person, but also my brain might check out halfway through because it's bored. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
because I've let you run on too long. Like that's the other thing is like interrupting isn't not necessarily a negative thing. True. Yeah. Either. Oh yeah. It stops us from ranting. No, absolutely. If, if someone's ranting, interrupting is the best course of action. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And some people, I think people who have a habit of ranting, they don't care because they're used to it. People probably interrupt them all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't care because I'm always ranting. Yeah, but like I was at uh, I was at this party a few few weeks ago, and there was this guy there that was one of those people that once he gets sort of the floor, he doesn't want to get rid of it, right? Like he would he all of a sudden we'd be talking, <sighs> having quick worst. quick conversations, and then he it, the attention goes to him, and it's like he slows down. He's like you know, and then he would just think. There'd oh be this long God. silence and then he would, he would start bringing all of this stuff in all of this like random, like context mm -hmm. to the point he was making that didn't really need to be there. And it was frustrating. And so when at some point it was just me and him talking, right? Cause everyone else was like, I don't want to talk to this guy. Mm -hmm. So, and I just started monologuing, right? Cause I, I have all <laughs> of this, this practice from this thing, right? I was able to completely overrun him with words like it was a battle <laughs> you, have, <laughs> you have such a weird passive aggressive <laughs> way with people it's hilarious to hear I, yeah, wish I, like, I wish i had the patience and fortitude <laughs> to counter monologue somebody yeah it's it, it was it was just like can i it was it, to me it was just like can i out ramble the rambler and i could right it was amazing i I was saying the other day that like one of my biggest things that I hate is like, and I used the example of the MBTI meeting mm. was like the time that like one of our friends pointed out like, Hey Ian, you have the floor or something or like you have everyone's attention or something like uh, brought it to my attention Yeah, yeah. that there was six people there listening to me talk I immediately shut down. I was like, yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> who, who would say that? <laughs> A good friend of ours. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyways, I, yeah, I immediately was like, oh shit. I, of course I, of course I have all these INFJs fucking attention. That's just what, like, those are the people that gravitate to me and I gravitate towards them. Yeah. That's right. They're always good listeners, right? That's um, true. They are. But yeah, anyways, that, that's a nightmare scenario for me is once I realize I'm at all the center of attention in a room, I will immediately shut that down and be like, all right, I have to leave now. Like, I know that that's happened to me before where like, I'm talking to like say three people and then it, all of a sudden everybody's paying attention to what I'm saying. And it's just like, that is stuff of nightmares for me. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I get that a lot of people might assume I really like attention. Mm. I like certain attention. Yeah. I like one person's attention. I don't like mass. Like I, I don't have any uh, dreams of like going to a Red Hot Chili Peppers like concert and being mm. like, bring me up on stage. I want to do a lick. Right. <laughs> That's not, I would rather die than like they could offer me that for a hundred thousand dollars. I'm not fucking doing it. Yeah. I mean, some people are into that or some people like that. Yeah. They definitely want as many people paying attention mm -hmm. to them as possible. Um, you know, those people make great politicians or something, 
but that's definitely not me. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't like it in any way. Um, okay, these are these are five things that I didn't know. I'll tell you what they, what the overall thing is, but like, tell me how many of these you identify with. So, people pleasing, avoiding feeling, perfectionism, overanalyzing, and reading people's emotions as well, like empath. Yeah. How many do I identify with? Yeah. Uh, probably the people pleasing and the overanalyzing. Yeah. Not perfectionism yeah. or avoiding feelings? No. Well, I mean, maybe a little avoiding. I'm definitely not a perfectionist. I'm uh Really? It, oh, yeah. I'm like, it's good enough <laughs> kind of person. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. That that was a saying for me a lot. Oh, really? Um, it, maybe avoiding feelings. I don't know. I... I Maybe I've avoided feelings so much that... See, I would have guessed that one for you. Yeah. But I, I don't actually know if it's true. That's why I asked. I mean, what, like, so do you identify with avoiding feelings? Yeah. All, all five of those. <laughs> all five of those <laughs> yeah. are yours. Oh, yeah. 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 So I'd, I've learned those are all trauma responses. What was the last one again? Uh, reading people's emotions well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's not me either. Um but I would have thought that you were in touch or like in tune with your emotions. Not at all. Not at really? all. This is why, this is why like addiction used to be really prevalent is because what happens is like for a few, like, you know, I can go like three months, everything goes fine. Everything goes fine. Everything goes fine. But then there's just this like buildup of like shit that I'm not dealing with, not accepting whatever. And yeah. then it just, it, that's when it would spiral into like, all right, time to go on a huge weed bender again or something, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, to me, that sounds like you have specific trauma-related emotional triggers that you have that you avoid, right? But I, I would venture to believe that you, there's a, there's a lot more, there's a broader set of emotional systems that you are very much in touch with, right? No, you see, like I'm good at recognizing emotions in others, yeah. right? But I like for t for today, today was a great example. I just like out of nowhere just crashed today. Like it was like I need to go to bed. Like I mm. don't know, I can't get anything in order, whatever. And like again, I think this is also something I'm learning. It's like ADHD people that just burn out. Okay. Yeah. Like, so it's actually just like a, and I was just trying to do too much. And like the idea, you, the idea is you're actually supposed to maybe do these naps or take days off because the inclination is to actually want to keep doing more. Oh yeah. Like yeah. that's like, it's like, oh, maybe I'll feel better if I go do all these things. I'll do all these things. Um, Shit, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, I mean, naps naps generally are very beneficial for me. If it's like 15 minutes. Um, but what, like, okay. Why so, was I bringing this up, though? So what I was thinking was, like, the last, the last pod that we had, we were talking about um, how you feel about, how you would feel about another guy if he had cheated on, or if he was the guy that your girlfriend cheated mm -hmm. on you with right mm -hmm. and and like i i said that at some point in my life i might have wanted to fight the guy and you were like well i've never felt that way right mm -hmm. like 
like to me that what you were saying then was that your you have well structured emotions in regards to um, things like jealousy and and infidelity and stuff like that, right? Maybe, but it's also the the other thing is maybe I've just never cared about someone enough. Maybe, maybe because like that's also a conclusion I came to is like maybe I just haven't had that partner that actually would spark jealousy. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they were being hit on by someone else or yeah, but I I feel like someone who doesn't who tries to avoid their emotions also has a very low emotional IQ, right? Well, not, but that's what's weird about it. Like today, right? Like I can't like when I hang out with INFJs, right? Mm-hmm. They always talk about how they're feeling their feelings or like, I'm feeling sad. I'm going to be sad for right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's not comfortable for me. Like I literally, I probably need to cry a lot. I can't cry. Like that's just not a. Right. But I mean, uh... Yeah, okay. Like, I'm not tuned into what's upsetting me at all. Like, I can sit here and try to analyze, like, all the different things about what my what I'm feeling, but it's yeah. not going to go anywhere until I talk to somebody else. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, I, I think that you're focusing on a specific set of emotions, and you're just not, you're not giving yourself credit for the emotions that you are like really in tune with, right? Because you're looking specifically at the trauma response things like, like sadness, like crying, um, possibly depression. Yeah. Those sort of things where, where you're, you know, you're avoiding those as much as possible, but there is whole, like there's rage, there's happiness, there's feeling content, there's um, feeling excited, right? There's a whole other spectrum of emotions that maybe you are very in tune with, right? Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Like, in it's something about the actually being able to label it. Like, it's either a CBT or DBT exercise, but, like, you're supposed to say, like, I'm feeling this. Yeah. And it's like, I only know the two. It's like, I'm only feeling, I'm, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling angry. Those are the two. Uh, Do you know okay. what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, I don't have a vocabulary beyond that. Like, it's just kind of like other people are like, I'm feeling, I don't even, I don't even know. Like, that's my point. I don't know how other people would say it, but they have more of a range of like, you know, I'm feeling kind of morose today because, uh, this thing and they can like pinpoint the thing that's making them sad or the, yeah. Well, do you, I think one of the things is having, emotional outlets too right like people who are good with their emotions know how to diffuse um a negative emotion really well Mm -hmm. right it's it's like oh i'm feeling this way i should go do this thing and that will help me feel better Mm -hmm. right um how are you with that sort of thing? terrible yeah okay then yeah that's terrible at getting out of it yeah no that's the thing like until until I'm able to like talk to somebody else, like it's, it's that whole pro like they tell you, right. Talk to yourself like a friend. I get why that works. Yeah. But I don't actually practice that. But, but, it, but like I literally talk to a friend and in that conversation, that's me recognizing shit. 
like the other person doesn't really have to say anything. They can just listen and I will work it through, but it has to be through that conversation. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I mean, if that's how you have to do it, that's, that's a valid way of, um, decompressing, right? Right. But that's extremely frustrating to me because I also know I want to be wildly independent and not have to rely on people ever. Yeah. Well, that (laughs) will never happen. (laughs) I know. But I'm saying those are the two competing forces. Like I, I really don't like, yeah, I I like to think that I can just be this like Mm self-sufficient entity that can just add people into my life, but I don't actually need them. So if they go anywhere, it's like, who gives a shit, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, having people who you can share these things with, it, it, it makes for a deeper friendship on both sides, right? Like, like, I mean, you talk about INFJs. I mean, INFJs are great for being that kind of friend, right? Where you can just express whatever emotion you're feeling and they're going to be a sympathetic ear, right? Yeah, except oddly, like, even in spite of knowing that, it's still, so like, it's still very difficult, especially in dating, to get vulnerable, even though I know how INFJs are. Yeah. Right? Like, I even brought it up with this woman. Like, I was like, I get that you guys are really into vulnerability, but I'm very, like, I basically said straight up, like, offering this podcast is something to listen to. Mm is the most vulnerable I've ever been willing to be with anybody before say a month of knowing them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, who knows about the shit we've said on here? Like, or how I will come across on there. Right. Yeah. But it's to prevent myself from having that guarded trying to get, I've learned that I have this pattern of attracting avoidance because I'm told, I told you I'm reading that book attached. Right. And like, I have this problem of, constantly guarding who I actually am. Like, so things like video games or other things I'm into for fear of, uh, like rejection, even if the rejection is a good thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like my last girlfriend, right? Like we, we were going to break up with each other the same, like it was the same, whatever you call those, like (laughs) mutual, like, this is definitely not working, right? And the other person's like, yeah, no, it's definitely not working, right? Yeah. Even though that was a net benefit, I don't want to be with someone avoidant, right? It still sucks for me to think about that relationship breaking down before I knew I didn't like that person. Right, right. You know what I mean? Or like knew the, there's there's usually some reason, right, that you break up with someone where you're just like, it's more than just, oh, they're avoidant. Yeah, well, uh, but going back to what you said before, it's like emotional being emotionally vulnerable. The reason why that's difficult is because if you're unsure about the person, um, it it's something they can use against you, mm-hmm. right? Like if you express, if I told someone, like if I if I was getting into a relationship and I told someone, oh, I really dislike the fact that I'm lazy, right? And then all of a sudden we're living together and we're arguing about who's doing more chores. And that person says, well, you've already admitted to me that you're lazy. So obviously I'm doing more than you or mm-hmm. something like that. Right. Like that's the, the risk with emotional vulnerability. Um, it's, 
a, it's a, a justified risk or no, it's a justified fear to have. Right. Yeah. When you, when you don't know someone that well, right. Obviously once you get to know them, you open up and you're more, I know, but stuff. it is that thing of like, I've just, I've known so many INFJs, right? And I like, I also used to identify as an INFJ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I feel like I know that type through and through, like to the point that it's like, you should know by now that being vulnerable gets you closer to this person. Right, right. Than like anything else you try to do. So like, if you try to do your aloof shit and like, don't share who you are, it's just going to take longer. But it's like having to fight back, like fight those thoughts of like, yeah, newness, but also you already know what INFJs are like typically. But even like once you've gotten to know them fairly well, you still struggle with that? Um, I don't know. It takes it. Yeah, it takes me a long time. Like, yeah, definitely a long time. I don't actually, I used to like, there's a lot of things that I've realized that I used to say that are definitely not true. So like one thing I always say is like, I really like people. It's like, no, you don't. You really like a certain set of people. You don't like most people. You're good at interacting with everybody. That doesn't mean you like people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And like the other, the other one was like, I'm like, I trust people. I trust people really quickly. It's like, no, you don't. You trust people with information that you think is safe, like that's not going to come back to bite you. Yeah. Right. Anything that's actually vulnerable, I it takes me ages to share that shit with people. Yeah, but that's that's fine, right? As long as you get there eventually, right? Well, but that's the problem. I I know for a fact, like in dating specifically, I'm so slow to share anything about who I actually am, I can sometimes come across as just generic guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't actually know that much about me. Yeah. So like in, when it, when it comes to dating, particularly internet dating, it's like, that is such a unnatural situation, right? Like, like we were, humans were not meant to be, matched in that way right that's a computer that's trying to set people up together in this fishbowl like circumstance where you have to be a person that you would never be normally Mm -hmm. right and yeah you have to show vulnerability but you have to show a very calculated specific kind of vulnerability that isn't can't come and bite you in the ass so yeah you I mean, that to me, that sounds all completely rational and and healthy way of approaching that circumstance, right? It is, it, online dating is wild to me because like, there's a lot of shit that goes on in my head prior to a first date, right? Mm-hmm. And then the first date happens and you're like, oh, this is just a person. Yeah. Like... I know what I'm doing here. There's something about like the whole like shopping list thing or, or like I, as I was saying, like I focus in on two things generally, which is like the video games thing mm-hmm. and the like, do you care what I do do for work? Oh yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Right. So like those are the two for me that I'm just like dreading. I'm like, 
uh, just why does it matter? Why does it matter? Mm-hmm. Like if you're into macrame, I don't give a shit. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't get why me being into this thing is so off-putting. Like, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, when I when I was like in the internet dating thing, I mean, it was awful, right? Like I, I had to take breaks from it because. I would get like, so my self-esteem would plummet, mm-hmm. right? From just like, not even like getting, it wasn't even about the rejections. It was just about like going through a, a back and forth with a woman and then saying maybe just the wrong thing, like five or six messages in. Yeah. And then you just never hear from this person yeah. again. Like it just... It wore at me. They've done enough studies now to say like men should never use dating apps. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> which I, which I find hilarious that I'm back on one because I literally have said I'm never using this again. Right. But yeah. It's like then you come down to it. It's like what am I going to start asking random girls out at yoga? Right. Like and hope that they fit all these boxes that could easily be eliminated. You know, from one little text box. You know. Yeah. Or or if they're even single. Right. Yeah. At least on a dating app, you know, they're single. Right. Well, I mean, not everybody's single on there, but (laughs) true. True. (laughs) Most people are single. Sure. Um, yeah, that like that other, that other form of dating is highly romanticized, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it would be great to just randomly meet someone out in public. Yeah. But it's like, even women realize like it's very fucking difficult to do now. Like it's, it's just, we are too opinionated about, I can't imagine doing that. I don't know how how anyone would like just randomly start talking to a stranger and then well, we actually have a mutual friend that was quite good at that. Um, but I don't know how they did it. See, I'm good at I see that's the thing. I I am good at starting the conversation. I'm good at engaging the conversation, all that, right? With, with a stranger? Yeah. Like on, just on the street? Yeah, anybody. Yeah. Anybody, okay. right? But where I get in my head, whereas your friend, I, I think I know who you're talking about, uh, doesn't, is that he thinks this is actually, like, this is possible, this person may want to date me and whatever. mm but he doesn't have the laundry list of checklists that I like, do you know what I mean? Like I've, I've said forever, like kink is already like ruling out a massive yeah, portion yeah. of people. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the whole signal to noise ratio is definitely a thing. When you approach a random person on the street, the, the likelihood that that person is going to, like be a good match for you is so low Mm -hmm. right like literally the only thing that you that that person has going for them is that you find them physically attractive right right? Mm -hmm. that's it then and and we both are well aware of how little that actually means in the when it comes to an actual relationship yeah for sure right yeah i yeah See, and I've been I've been in, trying to encourage one of my friends to go, like, because he he always uses dating apps, and I'm like, I don't think this is your route. I don't yeah. think this is your route. I think your route, especially for introverted guys, my opinion is always like, go do the activity that you're really into. Yeah. So like, his is running. So I'm like, go to the running room. Like, it's gonna be. 
compared to comparatively to the dating apps, it's going to be more women at running room than there is yeah. on yeah. the app that are willing to give you time that they may not have on the app, right? Like they may see your short or something on the app, but like in person they have to, uh, actually that's a bad example. Women really fucking care about the height thing. This is what I, <laughs> Oh, height. Yeah. It's true. not a thing that they, it can just like get over. Um, yeah, that's true. Much in the same way we can't just like get over looks, generally speaking. Yeah, um, well, it's for men or for women, it's height. For men, it's weight, right? Yeah. That's, that's, those are the analogous things. I think, I mean, I don't know what else it would be that we are, that are, is such a thing for men when it comes to women, right? Well, I laughed at the, there was like a, I think there was a TikTok today that was saying like, Men or women, yeah, men fall in love with their eyes. Women fall in love with their minds or something like that. Okay. And then it said, that's why women wear makeup and that's why men lie. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I thought, that's kind of true. We, we like, the, like, the reason women keep dating douchebags, right, is because those douchebags have practiced those lines over and over and over and they know what works, what doesn't work. True can just totally get into the yeah yeah you know like they like they they don't they don't have any shame around it if i'm if i'm telling a girl she's beautiful or whatever it feels like an act it feels forced yeah like i don't like that word grosses me out so like for but the, these dudes that are like overly charming and like you see every third tiktok is like just tell me i'm beautiful or tell me i have beautiful eyes or whatever yeah they know it works but it's like it's something i can't i can't tap into i can't do that uh yeah i'm the same it it it's it's this thing with like um with like telling a lie or being inauthentic or Mm -hmm. any of that stuff it it's it it takes something out of me like it takes energy to be that person because like I'm just very uncomfortable um, in it, right? Do you think you could lie in any scenario pretty effectively and not care? Uh, yeah, I mean, I could lie about inconsequential things, right? Like you you asked earlier about something that I have tried not to tell, like something I've hidden about myself, right? So if it's if it's something that I feel like it doesn't matter, right? Like if I told someone, oh, when I was, um, when I was in junior high, I was a magician, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like that wouldn't, that, that's not relevant yeah. to anything, right? I mean, maybe if I was like trying to get them to book me for a, <laughs> I was gonna a say, party what, or something. What if you were getting into magic school on that knowledge? No, but like like if I told you right now yeah. that I, I was a magician in junior high mm-hmm. and that was a lie, it wouldn't really change anything about our friendship or it wouldn't factor in. So I, I wouldn't have as much of a problem really telling that kind of lie. Yeah. Hmm. I would definitely have a problem telling that kind of lie because it's like I'm giving you a history about myself that's not accurate. Yeah. I, I would have a problem with that. I, but I was thinking the other day, like, do I have the capability of lying? Because I always talk about authenticity and shit, right? And I'm like, is there something that I could continue to lie to someone's face about and not give a shit? 
Yeah, well, I mean... Like truly just gaslight someone and be like... What if it's something that really doesn't matter, right? Like you. But that's what I'm saying. What really doesn't matter to me that I could lie about? You could say you had a mole removed on your back. But it's not true, though. I wouldn't do it. I know, it. I'm saying like that... No, I know, but I couldn't do it because it's not true. But you should just try doing that. Just tell people <laughs> that. <laughs> but, I, but I would immediately be like, it's bullshit. I, I didn't. You'd just be like, oh, yeah, like someone tells you... They had them all removed. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I had one removed off my back. Get get some details, like listen to their story so you can fill out your own story with like... No, because my mind goes to the next, like in a month and they're like, remember when you had that mole removed? And I'm like, what? Yeah, well, that that's... See, that's your problem is it's the memory, right? It's like you're afraid that you're going to fuck it up, the web of lies, right? <laughs> For sure. If you have a if you have a decent memory, it's no problem. But where where it sucks is like, I don't want to be deceptive, right? I don't want to feel like I'm influencing someone's decision or their behavior based on faulty knowledge, right? So as long as the lie does not matter in any way, I'm okay with it. As soon as it does, that's when it bothers me. Oh, that's interesting because I was just thinking you just gave me a scenario in which I would really derive a lot of joy from lying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like that? if I was a salesperson and right. like I really thought someone was douchey or whatever when they came in, it's like I would try to direct them to owning a Maserati because I know they're absolute garbage cars. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like I would love to lie and say how reliable it is. What? Or you sell them on the extended warranty or something. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't be a salesperson at all. See, I, I tried. I think I could do. I could do sales. I think I tried to do sales, and I. I yeah. mean, I was horrible at it. I wasn't actually. I wasn't horrible at it, um, but I felt horrible about mm. it. Right. See, and that's the thing. It would. It would have to agree with my like moral code. Otherwise, I would feel gross about it too. Mm. Like I would have to immediately dismiss that person as a person. So that's why I'm saying, like, specifically, it was like, you know, like if a guy like Jake Paul comes in and he's just like throwing around cash, he's like, I'm this rich trust fund yeah. kid. It'd be yeah. like, I can't wait to fuck you over. Like this is going to be the great. I have no issues lying to you at all about any of this yeah that makes sense not only does the car cost ten thousand dollars more than it normally would for someone else thank you for listening to the winners do drugs podcast if you'd like to get in touch with us you can reach us at winners do drugs podcast at gmail.com or you can visit our subreddit winners do drugs pod on reddit.com